Yo, this is the ancient Texan, and I'm actually still in the woods. I'm just breaking this into two talks. What would I call this little segment? I, I would say the title of this would be, You Don't Know As Much As You Think You Know. Uh, as I, you know, drove here to this... Uh, park and now as I walk down the trail my brain took some pictures uh, snapshots now the theory as you get older the your brain doesn't take as many snapshots especially relative to what you've already got in your head so time has more of this illusion that you're it's flying past where young people often feel the time is dragging. Part of that is also as you get older, time is more precious. And when I think back on the drive, I have a general sense as I came up the road. You know, there's trees on this side and there's a stop sign there. And I remember Melbourne, or Milburn, Apple Farm, pick your own apples and the Blueberry sign said closed. So there's these snapshots along the way. I have a sense that I was aware of that whole time and I was, you know, seeing everything. But the reality was my brain and just the way I function, I was taking snapshots. And I weave that into a story about driving up here. There's actually very few pictures to, you know, like what's the evidence that I traveled that journey? Uh, not so much. I just passed some people on the trail and gave them a wide berth because of this corona thing. Uh, and I have a story about how I came up here. And I have a little bit of evidence on how I came. Uh, and it's, you know, enough evidence to convince me I came up Highway 316. You know, went past the roundabout, drove up here to the second. Uh, uh, the second driveway, or the second parking lot. Now I'm walking into, down to the river. Um, and, it, you know, it's sufficient evidence for the for the case and nobody really cares how it got up here anyway but we do that we grab little facts and ideas uh, and we build a story out of it uh, 
you know, for instance, last night we were at a, on a mark group on a Zoom call, and that's a, you know, it's a structured way of having a conversation with a group of people where one person's on the hot seat and uh, other people quest ask questions that are interested in them, not interesting questions. And it's also kind of the idea that everyone's perfect. No criticisms allowed. You just, you know, you're interested in each person and you learn about them. Well, there was a bunch of, a lot more women on the call, which is kind of the thing that happens if you survive into your 70s, guys. There's a lot more women than there are guys. Well, several of the women were, after the Mark group was over and were just kind of having a, a talk, several of the women were flirting with me and I was flirting back. Well, this morning my lady's feeling a little down and insecure. Um... What did she do? She grabbed a little bit of data, you know, separated it from us living together eight years and being pretty damn happy together and magnified that, you know, the flirting and, you know, she's got all the insecurities from, you know, every relationship she had in her life and two divorces and guys being dishonest and as well as she knows me she still you know has her doubts when I do that now we both you know the rational side of both of us we both you know border on being polyamorous and recognizing we can love multiple people and she knows I believe that, and she pretty much believes it too. She thinks it's practically too hard to do. I think it'd be worth the effort, but I have no concrete plans, and if I did, she would be the first to know, and would talk about it, and I wouldn't do anything that hurts her. So, what's going on? Well, we're kind of, you know, first we're emotional creatures. And we have a, a gut response. Your little reptilian brain comes up with a response. And you feel it. Then your logical brain looks around for something to grab onto for this feeling that you have and notices, you know, three or four women are, are flirting with your husband, uh, one of them quite young, which believe me, that's not the one I was trying to flirt with. Oh, but it's a, a case that 
a logical case that she now builds around the emotional reaction. She then weaves that into a story that, you know, I'm going to disappear. Uh, and the fears and the pain from past, you know, adventures with men comes jumping up to the, you know, to the front. And then she can try to, you know, to, to mount a, a logical defense. But... It's not so easy to, to argue against that reptilian brain. It's been around a long, long time. And it does pretty well keeping us alive. It, uh, that, what we call gut reaction, is more, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, it does more to keep you alive and keeps you out of the jaws of the saber-toothed tiger, then your logical brain. Well, as you can tell, I'm hiking slow. If you can hear that, my GPS just came on. I'm standing now by a stream, you know, where there's no crocodiles here, but Apparently, where we evolved out of the water, uh, and part of our attraction, perhaps, to the water is that's where we came from, and we're mostly made of water, and we're still interwoven with this planet, and part of it, we're part of the web of life, and we're much, much more connected with it than. Uh, we like to admit as scientists and we're still governed largely by our emotion and primitive instincts and on top of that we've developed a logical mind that's given us a lot of advances like me talking having this podcast on this phone out in the middle of nowhere how amazing is that so I'm not putting down the the logical but I am putting down the idea that we're logical creatures we're logical creatures sometimes but much more often we're emotional creatures that then look for justification for what we're doing and this you know sense of looking at something having an emotional reaction and then building a story to explain the emotional reaction. Um, that's, that's human nature. That's who we are. We build stories to explain why you're patriotic to your country. We build a story about a boundary between two countries and say this is our country and on the other side of the Rio Grande is Mexico. People born on this side of the Rio Grande are our tribe and they're superior to those that are born on the other side of the Rio Grande. That's all, you know, kind of like nonsense. But it's our story. And it's we have emotional reactions when we see people that don't look like us. Although I grew up with Hispanics, so I have a different emotional reaction than if you grew up with white people or black people or Asians or whatever. It doesn't really matter. 
So, we, we live in this world of emotions and rationalizations. And these stories that we, we weave give us the feeling that we know more than we really know. What we really know is very limited. Does my wife know that I'm going to take off? No, she has some feeling based on her emotional reaction to uh, me flirting over a Zoom call as I fought off the mosquitoes last night out on our, you know, outside on our patio. So, when you watch people go through and they have great certainty about their story, you know, as a scientist, you can pick the story apart and argue with them. They'll put up their defenses because they now recognize that you're part of the other tribe. You're not one of them. You're a Republican or Democrat and, you know, one of the others. But in reality, we're all kind of living the same life and we get different things thrown at us. And, you know, this day you've got the um, internet and social media throwing stuff at you, you know, full time. So it's really hard to, you know, sort out all and most of the stuff they're throwing at you they don't know what the hell they're talking about either they've taken and put a spin on it they've made a story up and they're spinning you their story and they're grabbing selective events observations and supporting their story and these days you don't even have um newscasts where they used to try to just report the facts. Nobody even tries anymore. Everybody's spinning a story. And then you have conspiracy theories that are, you know, taking great liberal um, I don't know what permission to spin wild stories based on almost no facts. And it's kind of out of control because we don't understand how we function as humans. Uh, very few people know, you know, how they, they function. Very few people even know they're in the middle of a story. They're just there they're in a storm, uh, they're having emotional, they're blaming other people, feeling guilty, whole series of, you know, canned emotions that are, uh, there to, you know, like fear is behind a lot of them. Uh, that are there to protect you, but you're now in a very sophisticated and complicated world compared to when 
our systems were designed. Uh, our systems were designed for places like this where I'm out in a forest here. And I just stopped at a little picnic table um, that's out here in the middle of the woods. Not quite Mother Nature, but I welcome the seat. So, if you can learn to understand yourself and know when you're in a story, and one of the tools for this is meditation. You meditate and if you've ever practiced that, and that's another talk, another time, you know that the brain is this idea machine and throws out words and thoughts and feelings and stuff just non-stop. Meditation gives you a chance to slow your brain down and see what the hell it's doing to you. Like right now I have a little, this, just talking about this thing is kind of giving me this little feeling in my stomach, kind of like I'm hungry or I don't feel good, but I think it's kind of in response to the feeling that the world I live in right now has given me with all the chaos and distress and all the problems we're facing and our inability as humans to sort out our stories from the facts, our emotions that feed the stories, to even have a basic understanding of ourself as humans. And this lack of understanding of ourself uh, results in a lot of bad things happening in the world. It's responsible for, you know, most of the wars, most of the fights, most of the killings. Uh, it's this turmoil that's inside ourselves that we don't learn to at least understand. And I think master, um, I'm, I'm not there. I'm better than I was 10 years ago. But to learn to feel what's going on inside of you and just let it be there, live with the discomfort, let it fade with time. Because another emotional reaction will come along and impact you um, and take you off on a new uh, new journey, a new storm. And I want you to, you know, next time you're on that, try to recognize you're in a storm. I also recognize, you know, you don't really know as much as you think you do. You're living in a story that you just created from a little bit of information out of all the possible information that's out there. This is the ancient Texan wishing you a great day in life. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home.
may we all honor the sacred in our fellow inhabitants. Namaste.